This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, Monday, Sports Cards Nonsense is the name of this program. <laughs> Jesse Rhodes Gibson, not to be confused with Jesse Craig, the director of business something at PWCC. He will be on later. We're going to yes. refer to him as JC. I should have thought of that during the interview. We already we just taped it. We're going to put that at the end of the show. Jesse Rhodes Gibson, under the weather today. Again, I'm rocking, I could, Go ahead, please. Rocking a, a 101 fever right now. But, but you not know COVID. What I, but not COVID. I've had uh, a test. My sure. daughter was sick. You know, all you guys with kids, you get it. Kids get sick all the time. My kid got sick. She got me sick. The world goes round. But you know what? I got to say. The Jordan flu uh, game. Here we after, go. After. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm feeling like. After the news from last week. And of course, this news always happens right after. Dude, we it broke an pod. hour after we taped. I know. <laughs> I was like, there is no way I, I could be in a deathbed in the hospital. I would still record this pod. So yeah. so we're going to talk about the Fanatics news, obviously, at the end of the show. A couple of just quick NFL notes. Like I said, Jesse, the business director, director of business development. That's what it is. Yes. From PWCC, yep. who is the, I mean, at this point. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> Yesterday's news. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to throw that interview at the end. A couple of buy sells this week, a little other talk. Biggest story, though, Ronick is back. That's why people are tuned in today. Ronick, that was a trip. The trip was great. It was uh, really fun. How many stadiums did you see? Yeah, what are we hitting? We saw four. We were at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Um, sure. Wrigley Fields, the White Sox Stadium, and then we went up to Milwaukee. Four for four. Very nice. Favorite of the four? Has to be Wrigley. Easy. Yep. There it is. Jesse, Jesse knows it. about that. It's the only one I've ever been to. So, yeah, I, I, that's my hometown. Well, there you go. That's not true. I'll be honest with you. We can just play the Jesse interview and wrap it up right here for all I care. Good. Perfect. <laughs> All right, let's hit the. This isn't big, the big pic. picture. This is just the opening scene, but we're gonna go. We're gonna small have a picture, yeah, medium size. <laughs> Go ahead, any other? Underwhelming. That's enough. Underwhelming. Right. Speaking of, I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> so, just thought everyone should know that. That's the fever talk. So when you I think apologize. of underwhelming, just that's where you go. All right. <laughs> oh that's wow, fair. that was a fair. No, that no, no. I, your pants. That's a solid burn. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the fanatics and speculate, but just to throw. So uh, disclaimer: There's not going to be a. T this is actually going to be a very sports card industry heavy. Like that's what the whole PWCC thing was. That's what the whole fanatics thing is going to be. So let's at least talk a little bit of NFL. Indy did a report. I don't really care where we start with this. I want to, this is just filler. We're trying to get to the main story. <laughs> uh, call this filler in the business. I love how we're like advertising as, you know, you don't really have to listen. You you're going to want to, you're going to want to go ahead and fast forward this. <laughs> no, no, it's actually good for all those guys who are looking at the newer QBs sure. and, uh, uh, what is Najee Harris? Is he a wide running receiver? Back. NFL's running, back. running back. NFL's taken. I mean, the NFL market is insanely strong right now. I'll tell you the yes. other thing I just saw, Carson Wentz is returning to limited practice on Wednesday of this week. 
So I saw you said Wednesday. It's actually today. He's returning. Hey, now that changed as of last night. Then all right. Yeah. So same thing. Sell your Eason and Ellinger guards because Carson Wentz, I think, is going to be the starter there. But I digress. I like his 2016 rookie stuff. By the way, I still like Carson. For some reason, I think he's going to put it together there. Indy went out of his way to pull up some information. Just, you know, we're basing this off very limited season games, sure. season games. But we got Zach Wilson, Kill Mac it. Jones. Zach Wilson looks great, by the way. And Najee Harris. Um, Zach Wilson. We uh, So what he did was he took the gold standard jumbo jersey auto. Yep. And since they don't have a lot of cards, we basically just compared last time it sold versus the latest time it sold. So last time it sold was on the 20th, August 20th, for $305 as a base. Um, now it is sold for 516 as of the 27th. He played really well last night, too. A couple touchdowns. Again, it's preseason, but the kid looks good. Um, I, honestly, the only one I heard anything negative about was from Mike Giardi, uh, who came on last week. He tweeted out this morning, Mac Jones looked really lost at practice today. He looked okay in the la- Mac Jones, interesting. Um, but Zach Wilson looking great. Justin Fields has looked pretty good. Trey Lance, same thing, kind of high points, low points. I think there's money to be made in this QB class, though. Like, I don't think you can go wrong with any of them because I think there's so much hype around football right now, which is the reason Simmons has been texting me. Simmons has been buying basketball now. He's all in on the 90s basketball train again. Just because it's still low? Because it's still just, low. Yeah, and there's yeah. so much attention on football. So what do, you, what do you have for high, We don't ever talk about Najee Harris, the running back for the Steelers. Well, before I do that, let me just give the prices on Mac Jones. Just Please do. If anyone is interested, because I think your point about what uh, Giardi said kind of goes to this, because, yeah, his price did go up on this card. So this is uh, the patch, triple patch gold auto. It went from 740 being sold on August 17th up to 875. Okay. So not nearly the same kind of jump in price as we saw in Zach Wilson. Um, Which so makes maybe sense. That's why. Yeah. Sure. Um, but Najee Harris, he uh, had his card. This is is this high for a running back two hundred eighty dollars uh, being sold on August sixteenth and then three fifty six sold yesterday on August twenty second. Guys are high on the kid, and I think running Man. back is the easiest position to come in and succeed at first year. Okay. So, and a lot of guys are saying they think he has a legit shot at rookie of the year too. Like Pittsburgh likes to run the ball. They have some other decent offensive weapons. I think Harris is going to have a big season. Uh, I like the fact that people are pursuing a running back, too, which is kind of nice. We always too yeah. much focus on the quarterback aspect here. Najee Harris is going to have a I think is going to have a big, big statistical season in Pittsburgh. So you need to call. Did you mute yourself? I muted so you couldn't hear. The that was people amazing. Also not here because Ronick is such a professional. He'll edit. That Ronick right just out. came back from his vacation to do nothing but edit out coughing. <laughs> tough. I, tough. I've life. got a. I've got a nice little uh, cough drop, but I feel like the clicking and clacking on my teeth wouldn't be good. If so. I have to listen to that clicking and clacking, <laughs> you will not be long for the show. So Najee Harris, again, another guy I think you're going to see succeed. Elements football came out last week. Uh, I don't think there's actually any football releases this week. I will say as far as football goes, I texted you this last, I think it was like on Saturday. I was just looking because I think I've, I famously own some 2020 contenders hobby boxes. And I was looking, I'd looked at blowout. It, it had gone, it was like down to 5,000 uh, bucks at one point. Then it a case, was up a at case. six. Yeah, I'm sorry, a case. Yep. Um, it went up to 6,000 and it had been at 6,000 forever. But then I don't know if it was since the Fanatics news or or right around that time, because I just checked a few days ago and it had gone up from 6,000 to like 7,200 or so. So getting close not, to even for you, by the way. I know I'm almost going to be speaking in the of green. 2020. Uh, Tua has been on fire. 
looked really, really good. I've been, I, I'm still high on Tua. I still think you can get in and buy his stuff relatively cheap. By the way, there is a release this week. Uh, 2021 Panini Certified Football comes out. Again, all pro uniform. At this point, you're going to see almost all pro uniform stuff. Uh, five cards per pack. You get a bunch of hits. You get like, so the one freshman, so one rookie signature, one additional autograph, two memorabilia, 10 inserts, two rookies. I think, again, you're going to kind of see stuff every week start to come out for football. I still think there's time to load up because I think there's so much. I think the market is at a perfect spot now where we start seeing kind of things take off, including football on a weekly basis with this offensive class. But if you're comparing the two, I'm all in on 2020 still. That's the only wax I have held. As far as that Tua comment, the 2020 Prism um, Tua card, I had just looked it up and his pricing really has not changed much. Even after like yesterday's game, it stayed right about $300. So if you look at his PSA autos 10. and patch autos, though, they're on the move. The problem with that Prism card is people are just starting to get those orders back from PSA. I think that has as much to do with it as anything does. Yeah, it's only 634 in their pop count. So yeah, that's going to be well over big. a thousand in a month or two. Well, be a couple thousand in a month or two, I think. Yeah, they're just they're spitting cards out. But that was kind of at that time when things shut down. Did you, If you sent in, you're kind of waiting for it to get back. So, yeah, I still... I'm still super high on Tua. Not not brand new news. I still like the kid. So I'd like to get some Dak Prescott. His pricing is too high for me at this point. So, oh, well. That's it. I don't have anything else to say about this. Do you? Yeah. I mean, at this point, I feel like everybody's just waiting for the Fanatic stock. So uh, a couple of the quick notes, and then we'll get into the Fanatic stuff. So Mick, uh, Miggy Cabrera hit his 500th. Awesome. His stuff did move up a little bit. His 2000 rookie stuff, especially. I still think great time to get on him. All-time great hitter, first ballot Hall of Famer. That's the type of guy from, from a collector standpoint, and I will eventually lock down that chrome, or that tops, either tops or tops chrome from 2000. I just think it's a great card, solid value there. I really like it long-term from a collector's standpoint. Um, also from a collector's standpoint, I bought into a break yesterday. I got, I did okay. I bought into Immaculate. I bought the Mariners for 125 doll hairs. Dollars okay. to you American folks. No, I've heard that. Uh, hit an Evan White logo patch auto. Hit a couple other like, jerseys. I was chasing Griffey. So, a little disappointed. Of course. I'm sorry. Not well, I, that's the only player I know. So, Ichiro. Um, I I no? very soon will be able to. I've heard of Ichiro. Is he a Mariner? Yeah. Look um, at you go. I know. I'm so good. I actually have been getting back a number of uh, rips that I joined in. Oh, uh, uh, whatnot, were, right? Well, yeah, it's just like I like literally have just gotten so many emails of like your order sent, your order sent, like literally 40 different emails. I spent too much money, but I'll be doing a, a video of what all I bought and you guys can either roast me or tell me what's good and what I need to get graded. So I appreciate the help. Two other brief areas and we're getting to fanatics. I bought a bunch of Eloy this week. I bought a bunch more Tua's this week and I bought a Jordan 8.5 BGS rookie for like 7,700, which I was not too upset about. Pretty good subgrades. Um, that's it. I've still been pretty busy buying. I'm kind of loading up on football. That's kind of my angle. Um, Brady rookies have taken off, so I've kind of chilled out on my PC chase of Brady stuff because he's just too expensive. So, Wasn't there a record set for the Brady? There was. Um, Brady contenders, 2000 contenders auto. It was a grade of 10 and an auto grade of 10. It sold in the PWCC premier auction for $2.8 Not too shabby. Insane. Yeah, I wonder what it's going to do once he starts playing, if he really goes off again this year. Yeah, I, I mean, and just in season, I think you're going to see people spike as they perform well. So uh, give me the tops NFT digital update, and then let's get to Fanatics. 
Yeah. So, guys, uh, you may recall back a few months ago, Tops came out with their uh, NFT version of sports cards. A lot of you guys, we talked about it. A lot of guys got in. But the reason why we're bringing it back up today is because many of you may have noticed that uh, overall crypto market not doing too shabby right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> ETH up quite a bit. Um, but that being said, so is Wax, which is the... Um, Wax is what the the digital currency they use in that platform. And when I say up quite a bit, it's up 100% over the last 24 hours. So all you guys who had money just sitting there or you're thinking, well, maybe now's a good time to sell some of these cards and get some of that money. Um, some guys were asking, well, how do I get that money out of there? Uh, it's It can be a little convoluted, I'll be honest. But bottom line is wallet.wax.io. Go to that site. It's going, once you log in, um, it's going to show any wax you have in there. It's going to give you an option to send that wax. What you're going to want to do is have a, send it. you're going to have a wallet open on another platform. And again, the reason why this uh, jumped so much, the reason why wax jumped is because the Binance, God, I can already see so many people rolling their eyes. Like, I don't care about this. Well, for the ones who do, Binance uh, recently uh, said they were going to, release wax on their platform. So you can open a wallet with Binance. I have one with Qcoin, um, wherever you can hold wax and bottom line, send it to one of those wallets. Once there, you can just uh, transfer or exchange it for uh, USD money. So bottom line. I like even at the end, you weren't entertained by that. That's good. Well, I just like, I can see how much you're not in. Are we just saving the energy for fanatics? <laughs> this is a me and you thing. I don't know. You're coughing like a maniac. It's okay. I am having I'm having the greatest time of my life right now, bro. Um, anyways, if you're curious about how to sell cards on the Binance <laughs> and with the wax and NFT market, crypto is amazing. Binance for life. I, the next time you take a day, I'm just going to do all NFT. It'll be the lowest rated show ever. Or unless uh, we've had some low rate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't, don't sell yourself short there, sweetheart. All right. All you're right. doing great. That's all I got. You want to get what, into fanatics? Then? Did something happen with fanatics? Are you prepared? We didn't talk about this at all, by the way. Are you prepared with the statements at all? First thing first, let me just mention, there has been zero word from fanatics about this on any I know, social platform, that's, that's anywhere weird. else, which is insane. I talked to the guy over, I talked to a couple people over at the Wall Street Journal. They basically got the information because they cut, they broke the news before Ravel, by the way, for the record. Look at the timestamps so before <laughs> Ravel and the Action Network. Let's just take a breath there. Um, they basically were informed through their market watch finance department because of the MUDs news. The MUDs, they were saying, hey, this is going to be a major change. We think the Tops and MUDs deal is not going to go through because of a crazy change in valuation with Tops losing the, the licensing to baseball in the near future. So why don't you do this? You give us the whole, give me the rundown. So what the happened? Situation. Give us the what happened. Uh, I mean. Jesse's, is this straight facts, homie? No. You know what? You're under the This weather. is rundown. This is the rundown. Uh, bottom line. We got to change the tone. It can't be the same tone as big picture if we're going to do it. Oh, uh, that's fair. The rundown. Sounds like you're running down you like the criminal. Okay. <laughs> and you are the criminal. Okay, I go. am the criminal. Um, you're doing great. So la last Thursday afternoon, we got word along An with the rest of the world. An hour after we finished the show, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we got word that Fanatics has gone ahead and stripped out the rights to MLB's, uh, I guess, exclusive content creation of cards uh, starting as of tw uh, 2020, 
five. Right. Um, two separate deals. Now 20, the deal 2023. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. So MLB's player association, that goes into effect as of 2023, but the MLB goes into effect as of 2025. Um, bottom line, we... First off, nobody from Fanatics has said anything about this officially. Right. But since there have been so many resources coming out with this, and we have now heard that, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, Tops uh, uh, chairman came out saying, we knew nothing. We just got a call saying that Fanatics is now exclusive, the exclusive uh, provider of con- card content um, for the MLB going forward. That's the information they got. Well, once those dates kick in. So the MLB thing is confirmed. NBA was confirmed earlier today. The rumors of the NFL is going to kick in, and we expect that's going to happen here too. So let me just say, and and this is with not only the leagues themselves, but also the players' associations. And now the players' association will have stake in the equity of those cards made, which, quite frankly, I love. You're making money off their likeness and off their names and everything else. Cut them in on the deal. Fantastic. It's a boss move by Michael Rubin. Say whatever you want to lock up all three. And those two, NFL and NBA, don't start until 2026. So, number one, let's just say the very little bit we know. Nothing, I don't think anything's really going to change in the next few years. Tops can still make cards for a few years. Panini, basketball, and football up until 2026. We know that much. You know, are they going to try to acquire tops in general or Panini or try to acquire and license out certain deals or buy the licensing rights for certain deals? Maybe. I have no idea. My only thing I would tell you is, oh, and then Josh Luber, this was pretty well confirmed. Josh Luber, the creator of StockX, is going to be the CEO of the new company that's going to do all this, of the card company that Finax is going to launch. I would love to get Josh on the show. We've only talked to Josh once before on a Zoom call. I would I would love to get the guy on the show and see if he'd say anything about this, any news, you know, what they're going to do. So that's about it. Aside from news, we don't know anything else. Ooh, can we now start speculating? Yeah, and I hate to do this, but we're going to do some speculating. So first off, people say, well, nobody else can make cards anymore. Not true. MLB has an exclusive. You looked into this, right? When you're done choking to death. MLB has the exclusive with the MLB PA and tops right now, correct? Correct. And yet Panini can still make unlicensed products right now. I don't expect that's going to change. Now, Panini has had the licensing for NFL and NBA for the past few years and has it until 26. Once this kicks in, will they just not be able to make cards or will they be able to make cards but with no logos? I don't know. And again, as a deal in place. The biggest takeaway from this is you got a bunch of loudmouths all of a sudden who don't really ever say anything useful telling you exactly what they think is going to happen. I think most of it's... Not think. It is all speculation. Tops is not talking about this. Simmons already told me the guys he's still friends with on the board are not talking about this. Nobody from Tops is talking about it. Nobody from Fanatics is talking about it. That's what we know. Speculation? Sure. Let's go. Let's throw out our stupid speculation. So my thought is Tops, at this point, they need to be bought out. And whether that is being bought out by Fanatics or... Uh, another, maybe it's a three-way merger between upper deck Panini and tops just to try and, and hold on to some kind of footing because correct me if I'm wrong, there's still exclusivity deals in place with Panini, at least like for some of the biggest NBA players, right? Like MJ, Kobe, that's upper uh, deck. LeBron, or is it upper, upper deck? deck has LeBron, Jordan, uh, I believe Gretzky, Tiger. Yeah. So it's not like they don't have any kind of 
IP or, you know, uh, but upper deck any doesn't make value. anything now. That's what's weird about upper deck. So do you so, maybe buy them so you could put those guys in your own products going forward? I think that's cool. honestly, that's what they got to do. That's interesting. Tops, you know, it's weird to think in a few years, you may not have Bowman baseball or tops Chrome baseball anymore. So does that mean you try to buy out those specific, like the IP to those specific brands? Maybe, um, you know, same thing in basketball. We're just not going to have Prism anymore. We're not going to have National Treasures. I, I don't know. I, I, again, so much of this is just speculation, and that's what it is. So I don't want, you know, but there's a few things. Even the whole relationship with the distribution of product right now. I mean, right now, the vast majority of products, sealed wax for baseball, basketball, and football goes to distribution. Then they sell it off to local card shops or to breakers like I used to buy. That's how I got all my product. You know, a company like Fanatics, I guess, again, this is just outsider looking in. I would cut that out immediately. It doesn't benefit me to say that, by the way. I'm going to lose. No, a, that, a I would lot say of, if anything, that's a bad thing. For, for you. me, it's a bit terrible thing. But why would you allow them to keep making huge distributors to make a markup? And then, you know, it's basically you're paying a middleman. And then for breakers to get all this product so they can keep making a ton of money. You've made a bunch of millionaires as breakers. I don't know why you need to keep feeding that hand. I, Fanatics has the, has the distribution to do all that on their own worldwide distribution and that's been one of the biggest complaints is that the guys in other countries can't get access to cards they want they want to be a part of this too especially when it comes to other like what about the nba not nba but whatever the basketball league is in europe and the uh american football league that they play over in europe and soccer and all over the world you know all these other guys who have cards or could have cards now there's global distribution to actually make them and get them to their target audience. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting angle. The, the international appeal is interesting. Um, you know, they're already set up and they're already distributing their apparel everywhere because Fanatics is the exclusive apparel distributor of MLB, NFL, NBA, and others. Again, I just think so many of these things remain to be seen. You know, one thing, though, I, a lot of talk, well, they're going to ruin the whole thing. It's going to, the bubble... Companies worth $20 billion don't usually come into a space and ruin it and, and go bankrupt. So this thought, to me, is stupid. Now, one thing I do find interesting, Fanatics already has apparel stores in a lot of stadiums uh, in here in the U.S. because, they, they again, they sell those, um, like the authentic jerseys exclusively. You talk about one way, and again, just pure speculation, but one way to just totally reach an untapped market. I mean, 5% of sports fans, maybe, if I had to put a number on it, are invested into sports cards. Cool. Next time I go to Titan Stadium here in Nashville, the Fanatics Apparel Store also sells hobby boxes or sells baseball cards or football, basketball, whatever cards, because it's all the same. You know, you start opening up that maybe. I just think when they buy this thing, it's not going to be to just hold the status quo. Like, hey, we're going to keep doing what Tops and Panini were already doing. I think they're going to come in and make some major, major moves. And I think at the end of the day, I actually think it's going to be good for the hobby. You have a ton of new people, because one thing we don't talk about enough, and, and other people have alluded to this, and it's true. You know, five years from now, when this really takes effect, what percentage of people in five years will have less than 10 years experience in the market, in the card market? I'm going to say like 70, 80%. I, there's so much new blood now. I just think you give it another five years. So if that happens, there's not going to be these traditional people who are like, man, I miss tops. I miss these Panini brands if they don't come over. And obviously, I think Fanatics is going to create their own brands to a degree. Do they do that exclusively? Do they bring in others? Either way, single-handedly, this makes Fanatics, when this comes into effect, the most powerful name, brand, company, whatever, in the entire sports card market. And it's not close.
Absolutely. And I think what's interesting, too, I think you had made a note about this as far as um, we now know that when CSG recently got bought out, they were bought out uh, also in part by, well, by Blackstone, which also included fanatics. Yeah. Um, So there is to say they could be looking for the whole, you know, whole enchilada, if you will. But I will. A great Italian dish. (laughs) That really raises the the question of, okay, well, then PSA is still going to be out there because we we can't just get rid of the biggest name in grading. Does PSA make a move to try and acquire one of these other, you know, tops or upper deck or panini to uh, be another competitor? Because I see Fanatics being a one stop shop of, hey, you want to buy some cards? Great. You also want to get them graded with us? Great. If that's the case, who else is like there's no one else in the market to do anything like that unless you've got exclusive rights from the companies that were purchased, you know, like Upper Deck or what, whoever else. Yeah. So, again, just a lot of speculation. Um, the funny thing is the only it's funny you bring up PSA. Nat Turner tweeted about this. Some things he'd like to see when this actually takes place. You know, get rid of sticker autos, no redemptions, different things. Uh, but Josh Luber was one of the first people to respond. He's like, I think it'd be cool to just have a sticker autographed in the pack of a player and you could put it anywhere you want. So you could have a Jesse Rhodes Gibson autograph on a Zion card because you just place it. I'm going to guarantee that was just, I'm going to guarantee this was just a joke. People reacted to this like the guy, say what you want about him. He's obviously a smart businessman. He's built a huge marketplace with StockX, built it at least. I just don't think, I think it was just a joke. People like to go nuts. I do also wonder though, does Fanatics now get into the secondary market? Does Do we start to see in the future a Fanatics marketplace? I mean, StockX was the marketplace for sneakers. Luber built that. Does he try to go now go out and build this out to be a secondary marketplace for cards, for wax? You know, again, how many, how much of this, how much wax is just directly released to the public like Fanatics does it now? They don't sell wax through their sales reps. They sell it direct on the website. You know, do they keep doing that? Um, it's interesting. There's some other things, though, that are just totally stupid and not going to change. People hate sticker autos. If you don't have sticker autos, you would have to delay products so much it'd be ridiculous. I don't care what the licensing says. The player has to still physically sit down and sign stuff. You're never going to get rid of that in sports. I, I just can't imagine you see that. Um, no redemptions. Again, what do you do? Like this year, LaMelo, the number one chase in basketball, is all redemption pretty much. Do you hold up an entire product line because one guy won't sign, or do you put in a redemption? So a lot of that stuff I think you're going to see remain. But the one thing I think is interesting is game used. Do you start seeing where it's only game use patches now instead of manufactured because they have the license deal with the teams and with the players already? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. I I don't know. Um, I think we're going to find a lot of the stuff out in the, in the upcoming weeks, months, years, whatever. But you know, Fanatics paid an insane amount. I think they said, like, they're saying, like, 10 times larger than any other union deal uh, just because I, I, I would almost guarantee to say They the only way MLB would not go and talk to tops about this before signing this agreement is if they got some astronomical number and fanatics was just like, listen, we don't want them pushing back. We don't we want this to be done because they're probably in the same spot with NFL and NBA. They want to get them all done. And they know if one starts saying something like, hey, we just got bought up by another one. They have to have this done all at the exact same time or else all these other panini like panini is going to get. Uh, word of it, and then they're going to try and fight back. Well, if you're already done deal with NBA and NFL, uh, 
they don't have that opportunity. So, you know, they had to pay some astronomical amount to be able to get them to agree not to go and talk to their current reps. And not to mention, I mean, tops right now, the valuation of the company is like 1.5. Or was. Or was. (laughs) Panini was about three. Fanatics is 18 billion. You know, again, you go Godfather style. You make them an offer. They can't refuse. Marlon Brando. (laughs) <laughs> They're saying that this is expected to generate about $2 billion over the next 20 years or so. So not a not chump change by any means. It's a lot of money. So again, my whole takeaway from this is we're going to find out details eventually. You know, I wouldn't listen to, I know this is the hot talking point. That's why we're talking about it. Everybody wants to hear about it. It's it's years away from seeing anything. Any one Now, one thing I do somewhat fear, Tops and Panini, knowing you're losing the license, do you just overproduce everything for the next few years. Just totally flood the market on your way out. Sell as much product as possible. I do worry about that. At the same time, manufacturing cards has, t- has been a reason for some of these delays anyways because the manufacturers can't keep up. So I you know, I, I wonder. And then too, if one, of those, one or both of those companies are brought into some sort of a deal, you're not going to want to flood and ruin the market that you're still going to be a part of going forward. So well, hopefully Fanatics thought about these things when they know like they're about to, you know, just crap on every other company out there that makes sports cards. They had to have been thinking, OK, we're about to make some real enemies here. How can we go about this after the deal comes out, after this becomes public? What can we do? And maybe that is like already being maybe that's why Tops hasn't come out officially and said anything, because they're in talks with uh, Fanatics to, you know, join up. Who yeah. knows? But yeah, so I mean, we'll extend the invitation here. We've been trying to do it on social. Anybody from Tops higher up? I don't want some clerk calling in. Tops, somebody from Panini, somebody from Fanatics. We would love to talk to anybody and actually get some firsthand knowledge. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that doesn't happen. I just don't see the reason why you would come out and talk to people. After HBO Real Sports comes out tomorrow night, they may sing a different tune that's all about sports cards. And who was featured prominently in that? You are. Not prominently me. seems strong. Kind of a big deal. I don't want to brag about it, but I think I'm in the background. So I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. And then a and then a hack. Um, what are we doing next? It's funny. I thought this would take a lot longer, that whole thing. But the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm not going down all these stupid rabbit holes of speculation. So what's the craziest thing you heard? Anything? Yeah, I mean, so like the CEO of Leaf was talking about he thinks that Tops and Panini may just push the envelope and use the logo without having claim to it, like, because they don't think it's, you know, push that, the legality of, you know, Mm. that, uh, you know, again, maybe, I I don't, I don't know. He also says that my thought was, well, if you're Leaf, why wouldn't you have done that already? I mean, Leaf's the one that right now that talks about, you know, not having licensing deals. If you don't think it's a thing and you think legally you have a foot to stand on, why wouldn't you do it already? But, um, other crazy things. I mean, they're going to buy Panini and just buy Tops outright and just rule the whole world. I don't have any idea how antitrust and monopoly laws come in. I'm, I'm obviously neither one of us are that smart or that legally minded, so I don't know what you need to prove those two things. You know, the fair competition. I, I have no idea. So honestly, whoever does something next, they have to have money, and that that's why it lends itself to think Fanatics is going to be the one buying up, you know, other companies because. Who else other than like, um, what's PSA's parent company? Uh, Collector's Universe. Collector's Universe. They, I mean, they've got some funds, but I don't know if they're, you know, 18 billion like Fanatics is. So 
you got to have money to play in this game at this point because that, obviously that's uh, that's what Fanatics is doing to make these moves. Yeah, I mean, again, I guess the biggest takeaway too, aside from what we've already stated, is people with real savage amounts of money are coming into the sports card space that is not a bad indicator for the hobby now traditionalists and hobbyists are going to say oh i only wanted to buy my old tops i hate new things same guys who didn't get on board when panini got the rights to basketball and football that's fine you know i just think we're going to see some huge overall growth from this there's going to be some good and some bad but it's going to happen I think the days of pop counts where we say 2000 a ton yeah. i think that's going to be over because and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, guys. If you hear that this card has 20,000 pop count, okay, yeah, that stinks. But if the whole entire market went up by 50x or more, then that's not that bad uh, in the long term. So that, to me, tells me that this vintage stuff, all this stuff that has lower pop counts now, like I think we see current cards and past cards go up in value if anything that's just my theory yeah i mean does it create kind of like that nostalgic hey go out and like it like upper deck basketball i mean upper deck basketball was always great but all of a sudden when it went away people look back it's like oh man that's what we really want to go after so does that the same thing happen with tops you know or with you know with tops football with tops basketball is there just an overall prevailing sentiment in the market like hey this that was stuff was better that's more traditional that's what we want maybe you know again i i just I have been worn out listening to people talk about this over the past weekend. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. I can tell you another thing. Unless something else happens from a source that I actually trust, we're probably not going to bring it up again anytime soon. There's nothing else I to mean, say. I mean, it's year, yeah, it's years before anything takes effect anyway. Yeah, it's speculation. Like, I don't know. I know some people love to do the wormhole, rabbit hole. And I, I just don't care. What's the name of the animal? The hole? The rabbit? The worm? They're, they both have holes, so you could use either. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So we'll see. I mean, that's it. We're going to do the PWCC interview now. We'll play this again. Jesse Craig, Director of Business Development, and then we'll wrap it up after that. All right, so we're here with Jesse Craig, Director of Business Development from PWCC. I already have made fun of him for not showing up last week, so we'll get past that joke and get right into it, I guess. How you doing today, Jesse? I'm doing all right. How about you? Doing well. Doing well. Appreciate the time. Yeah. Um, how big a fan are you of the Fanatics news, by the way? Talk about getting kicked <laughs> off the front page. My goodness. Yeah, that news was crazy. It definitely, I could have uh, killed my whole family last week and no one would care at this point. <laughs> Sheesh. So we want to touch base with you. Obviously, the PWCC eBay split was big news. Um, and I, I did kind of listen to some of the other interviews as well. I, I'm just curious. So from you guys' standpoint, we talked about it uh, last Thursday. Mm-hmm. So where where are you where do you guys stand with eBay with the whole your own auction site? What's the, what's the yeah. PWCC news of the week? I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't heard anything from eBay to be honest with you. So we've we're still it's still crickets. You know, we've asked for information regarding what they said, and we still haven't gotten anything. So we're kind of left here speculating like everybody else. So you guys just heard the initial statement. Yeah, well, we we had about a twenty four hour heads up that okay. this was that this was coming. Um, and we didn't know that they were going to send out an email about it, but they just, you know, they informed us that, uh, they would be taking down our listings and they, you know, no longer working with us. And so we were really caught off guard and, um, trying to kind of scramble. I mean, our, our whole business outside of the premier auction we have, you know, everything is built around eBay and eBay's API because they've been a partner with us for so long. So, um, you know, it's, it was a, a mad scramble this last week, but, uh, we feel, feel really good where we're at. Now, Jesse, when we saw the announcement, I did point out that it said restricted. 
Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you guys would still have some access to sell on eBay or no? You said you guys had all your listings taken down. Well, we don't know. We don't, once again, like we haven't heard anything from eBay. So we don't know if it's temporary, if it's long-term. Um, but to, as far as those listings coming down though, was that you guys that took them down or eBay? No, it was eBay. It was, eBay. Oh, it was, yeah, oh, okay. no, it was, eBay. it was, it wasn't us, but, uh, but yeah, we, you know, whether it's short-term, long-term, you know, based on how the situation was handled, um, you know, we, we're just, we're moving on. So we, we will never be listing another card on eBay. Um, now I noticed the PWCC vault is still up on eBay. Is that still going to be there? Do you think you mean items listed for sale? Uh, like the actual, I think they're still advertising the vault service on eBay, actually. Oh, as of yesterday, they were. That's an eBay. I wasn't even aware of that. That's an eBay thing, then. Um, I mean, the vault's obviously not affected whatsoever by any of this, but uh, but yeah, we we have the vault, we still have assets that are stored there, and um, that's the the eBay news wasn't affecting affecting the vault at all. I am curious too. I mean, obviously, that you know, they they made the statement of they brought up the whole shilling thing, which is. Just for most of the audience knows, bidding without the intent to actually buy, just to drive up pricing. You know, one of the things I thought was interesting, although at this point, I think everybody's speculating and read into every comma and useless punctuation mark and every letter of everybody's <laughs> response. I, I thought it was interesting. They said somebody associated with PWCC, and the only release I saw from PWCC basically said, hey, none of our associates or no one, none of our employees are involved in this, you know, kind of use the defamatory word. I mean- right. Uh, and I'm not sure you can even answer this. I mean, anything coming down your guys' line as far as lawsuit-wise, or is that still something that's on the well, behind it's, closed it's, doors discussion? Yeah, I mean, it's something that we're we're looking at. Um, you know, it's whenever you're talking about suing a company like eBay, you have a lot of factors you got to weigh. Uh, is it worth the time, the energy, the money? Um, you know, for them, whatever they want to accomplish, I mean, the damage has been done. You know, now I'm having to spend my time and energy instead of building something. Talking um, to us know. idiots. <laughs> talking, talking you can about say it. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, for uh, real. But but it's it's the truth now, and it's a it's a distraction. Um, you know, they our entire business, like I said, is integrated with eBay and the API. So we have to change everything from shipping to accounting to listing. I mean, all of our processes as a company that sells over forty thousand cards a month on that platform, all of it changes overnight. So it's a uh, it's a <laughs> we got a lot going on. I'm curious too, like what percentage? Because I know obviously the high. I mean, you got your auction that ended last night was insane. The premier auction. Yeah, I'm not looking for an exact number because I'm sure you don't have that. But what percentage of items that were for sale on eBay would qualify for a premier auction? Because that has the starting level of 25k, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of loose at 25. Um, now we might allow some a little bit lower end ones to come into this September one, just because uh, some guys might have had that slated for eBay or whatever it may be, and. Um, you know, we want to give them the avenue to sell, but uh, percentage-wise, I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, it's uh, we've we've moved the majority of the higher end stuff away from eBay because we feel like being able to represent the assets uh, with the, the 360 imaging and the videos and all those things that we can't really do on eBay. Plus the extended bidding format, uh, it's much more. Uh, you know, it describes the assets in a much better light than you can on eBay. So that's where a lot of those have moved. So I don't think the number is very, very large uh, on eBay. Now, fixed price is a different story because when those assets are sitting in our vault, the client has the control over what it's listed for on eBay. So there's a lot of things that are, you know, as people gripe about, you know, the, the crazy high asking prices on eBay, you know, we don't, we don't control the stuff that people have in the vault that were, were listed up there. So there's quite a few high end assets that were fixed price though. So Jesse, you know, we we're going to get hosed if we don't ask some of the tougher questions. So sure. one of the tougher ones hosed. being, I like that. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not from Wisconsin. What are you from 1958? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one question being, everyone's pointing out that if eBay didn't have some kind of evidence that there was shilling going on, they wouldn't have done something like this. They wouldn't have put out uh, a message, whether that's making an example out of you guys or something like that, because there doesn't seem to be a positive for eBay removing you guys from the platform. What do you guys have to say about that? Uh, we're not really sure why they did it either. Um, you know, all we've done has been an advocate behind the scenes with eBay to try to clean up their own platform and help them um, put different processes and procedures in place to fix it. I know you guys have probably heard about the 5,000 block bidders thing and yep. how we have 20,000 blocked IDs. But not only that, but we've tried to, you know, come up with ways to put credit cards on file with them. You know, we have people register their user IDs on eBay to so we know if they're if they're bidding on their own asset. You know, but there's only so much we can control. So, you know, we internally want to know if it was an employee or if it, or if they're claiming that it was, you know, um, someone associated with, so maybe a, a seller of ours or whatever. But we we want that information so we can know how to how to help control it. But all we've been is an advocate. I mean, the block uh, or the the bid retractions that just got removed from eBay uh, a couple months ago. I mean, that's years of work from us to try to get eBay to remove that because. Well, people don't realize it doesn't do us any good to have cards go for crazy numbers and not get paid for. It just makes us look like assholes. And then you have on our website, we don't post sales that don't get paid for. So if you go to our PWCC auction archives, if something didn't get paid for, it doesn't get posted. So you'll, when stuff gets relisted, there's your sign right there. You know it didn't get paid for because that's our policy as well. If it didn't get paid for, it's going to go in either the next auction round two or the, the following auction. So um, we don't we don't post any of those sales. It doesn't do us any good. It just makes us look bad to our seller. Hey, so I know you guys too. Just in that vein too, I'm curious if I put in a high bid of ten grand on a card, the current bid's five thousand, and now goes up to say fifty five hundred. My high bid is still ten. Wh what ability do you guys have to see the high bid, not the realized bid? Again, it, maybe it only bumps it up to six grand, but my total high bid is ten. Is that information something you guys do have access to at PWCC on eBay or on yep. our own platform? Oh, on eBay, eBay. now. No, okay. no, no. Nobody, nobody selling on eBay um, has access to any high bids. Okay. Yeah. And then same with our premier auction. We actually don't have access to see that. We have a third-party company that, um, and we're going to do the same for our uh, our monthly auction. We're coming out in October, but we will have no access to high bids whatsoever. And we're going to have a reputable, reputable third-party company verify that. Um, and, you know, they're reporting and they're auditing uh, made public. Gotcha. Okay, because I figured somebody has to be involved. Because I mean, you guys approve, especially on the high end items. I can't go in about a hundred bid a hundred grand if you don't know me. Somebody has to be able to right. vouch. So that's a third party. Okay, right. which uh, that I actually think is good. And let me just throw this out there too. I don't want to take up too much time. My my whole theory in this too is I think it's two side. I think you could prove shilling. Again, you use the word associate. I think you can. You know, if they say employee, that's a totally different argument. When you say somebody associated sure. with again, if Jesse puts a card on eBay, I don't care who the seller is. If he wants me to shill and bid up his card. I don't know how you take that out of things anyway. I, I'm, it's a scumbag thing to do. But I don't think there's any real way to remove that. My thing is, you know, because immediately the first thing we heard was, well, Probstein's next. You know, these other guys are going to be next. Because clearly, I guess the biggest difference here is you guys are launching your own platform. You'd already have the premiere thing. but So I do kind of wonder, does that come into play? Again, like Jesse said, I'm not sure. My Jesse, not your Jesse. Jesse <laughs> 1, not Jesse 2. You can be Jesse 1 in other settings. Not on this show, pal. Are we saying Jesse. me Jesse 1? On this show? Of course. Yeah. Oh, man, Please. Jesse, that feels Just good. because he's tall and good Sorry. looking doesn't mean he's number one in my book. I'll tell you that right <laughs> oh. now. No, Thanks, so I, but because it is is interesting. eBay is going to lose millions of dollars. Why mm -hmm. do this? You know, we haven't been given a clear reason. Yeah, neither have we. Okay. Um, just to be honest.
So eBay comes back and they're, they say, you know, we reviewed this further. We've now discussed it with PWCC heads. Do you, has PWCC said internally that we won't, we don't go back no matter what, if eBay yeah. wants to work together again? Yeah, we're done. Um, okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, what's an analogy? Uh, you're in a relationship with, in a, in a relationship that's frustrating, um, but you don't know how to get out of it. And then they cheat on you and you know, you're not taking them back. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, you know, we have, we've had a con we had a contract with eBay. We had plans, obviously you saw the premier auction you know, we were never going to be on eBay for forever. Um, you know, we just only have so much control when you're running everything through third-party software, uh, from a company valuation standpoint, from everything you're, it, it just doesn't benefit you to be, to be on there. Now the, the user base that eBay had is the reason that we stayed on there, right? Like they have 180 million registered users. But we've sold on there for so long. We've been the biggest seller on there for so long. We feel like we've captured a lot of that audience already. Um, you know, we have 130,000 registered users on our website. So we, we're very confident moving forward that, um, you know, the, the user base we have, plus all the money we're saving on eBay fees every year, put that into marketing, um, that we'll be, we'll be fine. So I'm going to ask one other question here, because again, I, a lot of this stuff likes to get drummed up from the past now that there's a story. So like sure. Brent, who I've never met, he's the owner of PWCC, or correct? CEO, owner? He's, he's, yeah, he's the CEO and one of the owners, yeah. So I'm assuming, I mean, you have a pretty good title yourself. You guys are the inner circle. I mean, it's, right. so the one, I, I'm sure you saw this if you're anywhere near social, was from three or four years ago, the whole DiMaggio bidding thing when he's telling oh, yeah. some, what's the, so I, I, I said very plainly on this, on our podcast, because I think it's true. You can take a lot of things out of context. So I don't mm -hmm. know what to make of that. Mm -hmm. Could you maybe add some clarity to that or some context sure. to that conversation? Yeah, yeah. From my understanding, the text was from five or six years ago. Right. Yeah, um, years but, ago. But from yep. a while ago. Yeah. Um, and it was about what we we came up with this term called string bidding. Um, so eBay had on their platform, you can only bid. I think the the most you can go to the next bid is like a hundred dollars. Like no matter what the price point is, it's kind of weird. Like it doesn't okay. get bigger increments, right? So we came out with this term called string bidding, where a lot of people will bid like. They'll bid hundred dollars, hundred dollars. You know, item could be at ten grand, right? Hundred dollars, hundred to try to expose a high bid or to, to do whatever, and then they retract bids, and so it's this game they play. And I was told that that's what the conversation was about because he was doing that, and we made a rule that you can't string bid. So he's like, dude, put in like higher bids, do something different because people are complaining that you're string bidding in this in this fashion, and we we don't allow that. And I, apparently, they had had the conversation before, and that's what they were alluding to in the text. So that, as far as I know, that's what it was about. Okay, and like I said, I mean, you take a paragraph out of anything. I mean, I've threatened to kill Jesse one so many times out of context. <laughs> that's true. You know, I, so I, I was just, like I said, it was something I at least wanted to address because I know that got drummed up, which is hilarious sure. to me anyways, that it was all yeah. of a sudden breaking news. It had been on Net54 and blowout for years. So yeah. Uh, no, anyways, yeah. just something I figured, hey, well, we had you at least ask you about. So when does, uh, when does the PWCC platform go live? Um, so the fixed price uh, and best offer that'll go live September 1st. So we've got, mm -hmm. uh, about nine, 10 days. And, uh, and then the monthly auction is going to go live in October. We're shooting for October 1st. Um, but we will have an extended bidding because that's the issue with these, these cheaper cards too, right? Look, we're fully aware of it, that it's not easy to sell mass quantities of hundred, 200, 300, $400 cards. It's not easy. You need a large user base for it. So, um, but I also think that those people have been starved of extended bidding and because eBay doesn't have that. So our platform will have that in October. We're super excited about building it, um, being able to customize it and tweak it and keep making it better for everybody. But you've seen the success we've had on Premiere and how well that's gone. And people have been you know, raving about the software we created and the excitement and all that stuff. So we want to bring that to the, the smaller items as well 
and give everyone a chance to participate in it. Nice. My last question, I guess, would be, you know, whether you like it or not, at this point, eBay has given PWCC a black eye. Mm-hmm. What what do you say going forward as far as the people are saying, you know, we need something from PWCC. We need we need something to reassure us. Is there any talks about that right now, like to try and regain any lost uh, sentiment in the market? Well, I think that anybody that maybe hasn't worked with us will have questions. But people that work with us, they know how we stand. I've I've had people that have accidentally bid on their own items before, um, you know, and they're like, how is this even possible that, you know, eBay's calling you guys out for this because I've gotten, you know, bad email or nasty emails from you guys or, you know, nasty grams, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we don't we don't condone shill bidding whatsoever. So and and we know how much it goes on on eBay in general, on their software and their platform. And there's only so much you can do, but we will have full control of all that now. So what I would say is like, give us a shot. And, you know, if we screw up, it's on us now. We can't blame anybody else. It's going to be all our fault. We get to vet everybody. We get to do all the registered users, all the all the safety protocols and, and buyer safety. That's all on us now. So um, give us the chance. And if if we screw up, then it's, it's definitely our fault. We have nobody to blame. Curious to get your reaction to. This just came out this morning. I got an email. Ken Golden is like personally driving to hit to your vault now. And I actually like, I gotta be honest with you, say what you want about Ken. I like that the guy just, he doesn't, he is not shy with shots across the bow. I mean, basically no, he is going to go to the, your vault. Sure. And take things out for free. Well, who said we're going to let him in? To put, who said that? we're going to let him in? That's a fair point. I'll tell you right now, if Ken shows up in a U-Haul driving it, <laughs> I, I would put some stuff. That would actually be impressive to see, but yeah. Well, no, I mean, look, this is just another another you know vulture trying to come in and take business, and um, you know it's it's interesting because our market's grown so much in the last two years. Um, you know, we we've had a vault for over two years, right? We we started building it three and a half years ago. Like we're the originators of the vault. Now you have these other competitors that you know have vaults, but they don't even own them. I can go downstairs in my vault, grab anything I need if someone calls me and needs something. You know, we have a team of people on staff at all times, so. Um, it's, it's interesting. The competition that's coming in, it's good for the market though. It really is. Uh, it pushes us harder. It pushes everybody harder. It lowers fees for the end user. So it's just a, it's a competition game. And what he's offering is what we already have offered people with all of our promos that have been going on and everything. So it's not, it's not new. Um, but you know, from an, a professionalism standpoint, I was pretty disappointed how they did it. Uh, you know, putting Betsy's email on there and all that kind of stuff. It's like, <laughs> come on guys, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, I, I'll say this. I, I could see that point. I actually was kind of like, man, I, I'm a fan of like direct, even to the point of being rude. I kind of, I almost had to give him his hats off for that. But anyways, <laughs> neither one. Hey, like I said, I know you weren't coming on here to like break news. I hope you, I, we prep sure. the audience. Like this isn't like a groundbreaking, but we made the same offer to eBay. If you want to come on here and talk, they've gone super quiet, which you know what? I, I don't blame them for doing that. Uh, we yeah. want to at least get you guys a side of the story. Uh, like I said, it wasn't like a gotcha thing. I just want to at least be able to ask some direct questions and hear it ourselves. So my theory all along, I blame Eric Myers and he knows this. So <laughs> oh, poor Eric. Until, until I hear differently, that is what I'm, that is what I'm sticking with for everything that's happened here. So anyways, Jesse, we appreciate the time, man. We'll hopefully right. catch up with you down the road. All right. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. All right. There was the interview. Um, I know we already played it and we're doing the awkward add in thing now. Any takeaway <laughs> from you on it? Uh, honestly, I was curious how he was going to respond to, you know, maybe some slightly tougher questions granted. Um, I don't think we rocked his world with any of our questions, but at least the questions that have been I've seen most, which is like, you know, what are you guys going to do about this to regain trust in the market? You know, he he seemed pretty open and honest. So 
I, I do think they're just kind of limited on information themselves, too. Yeah, I mean, it's the other thing, too. I had some some questions here about the 2019 trimming scandal thing, them selling cars that were altered. You know, Jesse was involved in some of that. You know, at, at this point, I'll be honest with you, once the Fanatics, new, Fanatics news hit last week, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, man, I think I said it in the interview, too. Not a bad time to be accused of something else right now because no one cares anymore. And their auction just went off Sunday night and did, like, awesome. It's clear they still have confidence in the market, so... Yeah, honestly, best thing that could have happened to them. they they should be sending fanatics some kind of thank you basket, gift basket. People still send thank you. Like I don't remember Michael Scott. Remember with the gift baskets? Oh, the, but they they went over well with. Uh, Where no, he, are the, the turtles? turtles? Turtles got eaten and they took the basket back. Never mind. Yeah, those are dead. He also drove his car into a lake. <laughs> so, what else happened in that episode? I don't want to talk about just actually I can't remember it's sad. Um, speaking to the market, you know, one of the note I did before we wrap this train wreck of a show up, it wasn't that bad. Um, no, it was good. I was talking to Chris Hoge over at uh, Card Ladder. He brought up some interesting points. And if you look, if you're on Card Ladder, if you look at the index, he actually feels kind of the same sentiment that I'm starting to feel now. We're starting to see growth again, kind of across the board. eBay sales are way up. Auction houses closing, their auctions are up. It's kind of interesting the time we're at right now. I actually really am getting a little bit more positive that we're going to start seeing kind of steady growth across the board here. Um, football, obviously spearheading that because it's coming up next. I think you're going to see really good gains in baseball too, though, as we get closer to the playoffs. It just seems like people are starting to put money back in. People are starting to get orders back from grading companies more regular, which adds capital back. If you get a bunch of cards back, you can then sell those cards. You have money to buy other cards. And he brought up an interesting point too. It was like, you know, it's kind of amazing. The hobby went through this unbelievable astronomical spike. Then all these grading companies shut down. And then it's like to weather the storm. Well, the storm has been weathered to a degree. And really, this thing didn't fall off as hard as it really could have. I mean, we never got below what it was prior to the boom. Prior to COVID. Yeah. So I actually think we're kind of in a good spot again. So, uh, but I think that also means like, we have to start opening ourselves up to other platforms, which, you know, we've talked about that Starstock is a sponsor. If you guys ever want discount codes or additional cash for signing up, go to our website, follow the link. But you have to be able to get in and get out of things pretty quickly in some yeah. cases uh, to make some money. And I think that along with like we saw the Brady, like you were just talking about, if you want a Brady, but you can't afford one, we have to look at fractional options. And again, we don't have... We don't have one uh, official person as of yet, but when we do, we'll let you guys know. But I have been leaning more and more towards that just because it seems like fractional is going to become bigger and bigger with the higher pricing of these cards. Yeah, you know, it's funny. So one of the pictures I had, too, just because I figured you'd bring up fractional, the whole dibs thing again, they did it again the other day. They released a, I think it was a PSA 9 Mahomes, which they released up daily just about. I just like that they're doing the whole card letter thing. They're finally like releasing product at lower than trusted comps, which I think is my whole issue with fractional at the beginning was these valuations are going to hold, are really going to hurt people long term. I think we're starting to see valuations that make sense at the beginning. If you buy into something low enough and or at a fair price, then when something happens, that arbitrage oh. is net positive for you. I don't know if I use the word right, but I want to use it. No, I think you did. I've heard wow. that word so much this this month. It's ridiculous. You're doing so good. I don't think I have anything else to say. I said it's going to be a longer show. No, no, no. I think we're good. We 
We covered all the main topics and we plugged HBO's Real Sports tomorrow. tomorrow night? I think the 24th. episode is on tomorrow night after Hard Knocks. So granted, we don't know what content is after that. So please uh, don't judge us for it. It could be bad. I read I the description. I read the description of what some of the other content oh, is, boy. the stories after it. Um, please only watch our section or, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's all. Now you're saying it's OK. For, what? What's your official endorsement here? You brought it <laughs> I'm up. I'm saying watch only when you see Mike and or myself on the screen and then turn it off. That's all. You're sending a lot of mixed signals here. <laughs> I would let me I'm going to tell you this. I don't expect a lot from you. I would prefer you get rid of this cold thing by Thursday. I that's, think that's fair. <laughs> Maybe to we got some sort of like I don't know, I don't want to call it a newsletter, but we got something in the works. Maybe some editorial additions to our website. We're talking yes. about building that out. We got a meeting tomorrow for that. Uh, yeah, we'll be back Thursday. Uh, football kicks up in like a week and a half. I'm excited about that. I have nothing else to say. Honestly, I'm done. That's it. I Short think in that case, today. we're allowed to leave it. Yeah, should in the mailbag. That's a miss by me. How do you not do a mailbag? I have mailbag questions, but I think at this point we've already said it's over. You want to toss a couple out? No, give me it's one. only give me five one. minutes shorter than usual. Hey, hey Skippy, give me give oh me one God. mailbag question. You you throw me that one question. Uh, mailbag, mailbag. Eric Smith from the Facebook. This is it. Make it good. Are there any typical points during the regular season when we can expect basketball cards to go up or down? No, I don't know. Never mind. We're done. <laughs> sure, of course there are, Johnny Boy. Eric, what was the name? Eric. Yeah, yep. of course. When big things happen, big things happen. That's when I say I'm having a mental breakdown, huge things happen. <laughs> that's it's all the market needs to know. We should have known. They were mailbag. just hoping you weren't going to be. We're done yeah. with mailbag. I Thursday, we'll be back with a big mailbag segment uh, and some more NFL talk. Uh, here is the thing I would say this week. If you're interested in a basketball, baseball, football player and are curious about his market, that's going to be the premise of the mailbag next week. We're going to work that into the big picture, I think. Like, hey. I like this guy from the angle of flipping, or I like this guy from the angle of collecting. We're putting out a call to our, what's smaller than a nation, to our city of listeners, let's call it. I'm going to call it a nation. <laughs> I like that. So there you go. If you have specific players, you're like, hey, I'm curious about this. Active, retired, Hall of Fame, live, dead, whatever. I think we're going to do that. Email to the show, sportscardsnonsense at or gmail. Or go on Facebook. At gmail.com or go to Facebook. Drop it in there. I got to put up the actual post for it. But that's what we'll do. We'll kind of do the premise, historical sales, because then after that, we're going to start getting super heavy into football when the season kicks off and then into ba uh, baseball because the playoffs are going to start rolling out after that. So uh, what are you I'm doing? excited. Are you texting something Thursday. Right what are you doing? Yeah, I'm texting Jeremy. All right, there you go. It's the Ringer Podcast Network. Sports, cards, nonsense. Brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, powered by Spotify. Listen to it anywhere. Again, I don't know why I have to say this. You are already listening. If you're already listening, you don't need to hear this, but that's fine. If you're not listening and you're not going to hear this, that's the audience I'm trying to target. <laughs> if you're not going to hear the next few things I'm going to say, let me say this. You can listen to this anywhere you get your podcast. That's fair. We're done. Jesse said that's fair. Jesse's going to bring his A game next week. Excuse me, I Thursday. You did pretty good for a sick man. I, I will grant you that. I'm glad you showed up. Thanks, everybody. Thursday, big show. Major announcements coming Thursday, by the way. Just end it. Goodbye.